everyone. Welcome to X1039's What's New Now. I'm Crowley, and I got here with me... Summer! Hi, Summer. Hi. Summer's almost here. Yeah. And so we thought, why don't we introduce you to Summer <laughs> uh, as the person who's been on the station the longest right? there right now. It's crazy. So, how long? Almost how long? eight years. Eight flipping years. Yeah. Man, when did you start? So I don't want to do the uh, 2015. 2015. Mm-hmm. Nice. What uh, what time of year did you start? Around this time, actually. I no, did the internship, okay. and then I finished, and then I got a call. They were like, hey, you want a job? And I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I did the golf tournament as an intern and then started in August. So Man. Oof, starting a job in the mm-hmm. dead heat of, of summer <laughs> right there. How on brand. Uh, what made you want to get into radio? Well, um, I was actually just discussing this with my sister last night on the phone. Oh, weird. Yeah, this is so funny. Um, Well, repeat yourself. (laughs) So, when I was little, I grew up in foster care. That's not a huge secret. Um, But a lot of different families had different music tastes. Mm -hmm. And so, we just had the radio or a cassette or an eight track. Um, (laughs) Any cassettes recorded off the radio by holding one boombox up to the other? (laughs) Or putting tape on top of the little holes. Oh, yep, Yep. yeah. When you've got the the crappy single you don't like anymore. (laughs) So I just grew up listening to the radio in different markets, and um, I just felt like the DJ was a consistent friend. And I loved Casey's Top 40. Casey Kasem, such a gem. Um, and then we'd take like road trips. Eventually I got adopted and we'd take road trips around the country and my dad would just keep the radio on to stay awake. And I remember listening to Delilah and I (laughs) I loved her delivery. Um, and so I just always thought, Hey, I want to be a DJ. And I used to put tapes into my cassette player and talk over songs like the DJs would. Yeah. So like local DJs, Ross and Mo in the mornings on Mm -hmm. Kilo. And when I was a teenager, I listened to them. Uh, but when I was Younger, I, I used to listen to a lot of Magic FM. So, like, there was CK and Rebecca, just a lot of local heroes. And I was like, I want to do that someday. So, there you go. Well, Casey Kasem is a big fan of yours as well. I'm sorry. <laughs> Every dumb DJ has I a bad Casey Kasem impression. That does lead me into stuff, some stuff. Uh, since you mentioned foster care, because that was something I wanted to ask you about um, in terms of how your music taste developed. Being a foster kid, being moved around to different houses, obviously you listen to different kinds of music. Yeah. Was there any level of that that stayed a constant for you? Was that like kind of a thing that helped center you? As yeah. You- as a matter of fact, um, a lot of people listened to Magic FM, so their playlist was like almost top 40. Mm-hmm. Um, so like Madonna, Mariah Carey, um, Boys to Men. A lot of those artists really just were constant for me. But then I had families that listened to oldies. There were like families that listened to country, like my parents. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I kind of got a little bit of everything. And I would just say those those core artists stuck with me, Michael Jackson, you know. And then even in high school, I kind of stuck with like an R&B vibe, hip hop. Yeah, so like I loved TLC growing up. um, And then that moved into like my brother starting to listen to rap. So like Ice Cube and Wu-Tang. <laughs> so like my music tastes are everywhere. And for a really long time, as I started to get more into rock and alternative, I felt kind of ashamed of like my hip hop past. But like as an adult, like I'm like, you know what? I shouldn't have been like, I felt like I had a fit in one box. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, I only listened to this kind of music, pop punk or, you know, it, and then it kind of switched into some indie and then like, 
it was like, well, I can't mention any other artists because I'm not going to sound cool. Didn't you tell me a story recently in between breaks about going to a show and being like a, I don't know, it wasn't goth cheerleader, but you were like, you were mixing some of the styles and somebody gave you some shit for it. It was at the mall. I was at the, the shit it all. <laughs> <laughs> I can say it now. I was at the shit it all and um, I was wearing a Blink-182 shirt. My hair was purple um, and I had black lipstick on and this guy walked past me and was like, Look at this girl. She doesn't even know like what she wants to be. She doesn't want know if she wants to be goth or pop punk. And I was just like, leave me alone, dude. Welcome to the modern world where you don't have to pick a genre anymore. <laughs> like the best stuff is the stuff that crosses genre. Yeah. Dude, that's even in my my taste in reading and movies and stuff. It's like I'm I don't want just a single sci-fi film. Give me some horror in there or something <laughs> too, you know. Well, what was uh, what was the first CD you ever owned? It was the Sundays uh, Blind. Man, so they stuck. I know you're. You continue to be a big fan. So that's <laughs> yeah. Man, that's from the very beginning. Yeah. I, my first was a Bon Jovi CD, and I cannot say I continue to be a Bon Jovi fan. <laughs> so, well, hey, I'll, I'll back it up a little bit. The first CD I bought with my own money was the Sundays, but like my parents would gift me CDs growing up. So like you know, I had Mariah Carey and like. Stuff like that. But the first city I purchased on my own was the Sundays. So. Um, what was the first concert you ever went to? Uh, it was, I was 13 and it was at the Colorado Music Hall and Real Big Fish. Yeah, it was Real Big Fish with the Aquabats. Man, full 90s With there. Travis Barker <laughs> and um, Karis Flowers, which is now Maroon 5. So... Pretty cool show. Oh God, I'm sorry. <laughs> you had to see Maroon Five before they were even Maroon Five. <laughs> Aubrey's gonna get mad at me for that. I know for a fact she's a big Maroon Five. <laughs> yeah. So that was my first show, and ever since then I was hooked. Man, well I know you've got kind of a deep history in the local music scene here. Yeah. You're kind of like I would love to worm my way into it as well, but like I like sitting in my room and just making my synth stuff by myself. But you're all up in it. Give me, give me a brief history of all the bands you've been in, Summer. Oh, God. Okay, so I was in a band called Porcelain Grapes with my best friend, Krista. Uh, she's a bassist. I play guitar and I sing. Um, and then I started a band with an ex-boyfriend and my friend, Victor, um, when I was 17. We didn't really have a name yet, but... Was he your ex when you were in the band? No. That's why the band didn't go anywhere. Fleetwood Mac action up in here. <laughs> So that's ended before it really started. Um, and then I also was part of this band. I answered an ad in the newspaper for a keyboardist position. <laughs> I'm aging myself. Wow. But. In the classified. <laughs> yeah, in the classifieds. And I went to a few practices and it was just a hodgepodge group of people. Like the guitarist was in his upper 50s. The bassist probably the same. Um, and then the singer was an army, a woman in the army who was pregnant. And we just decided to start practicing songs that we all loved. So I was like, let's practice the Sundays. They're one of my favorites. Mm. So we were just, you know, trying to get a vibe for each other. And this girl, this girl wanted to change the lyrics. You don't change How the dare lyrics. How you? What, to what song? Uh, Summertime. Okay. The, which one? The, from the Sundays uh -huh. or, okay. Uh-huh. And it irked me so bad. I just never went back. 
and I left my $1,000 Roland keyboard at this practice. Okay, now I'm mad at you. <laughs> I bought a keyboard for like $750, and that was way more uh, I ever, than I ever wanted to spend. Well, you want $1,000? My anxiety was so high about going back just because I started ghosting them, and this guy made every effort possible to get a hold of me to give me my keyboard back, and I just... I just disappeared, and I oh. felt my mom was so mad. You, she <laughs> should have been. You deserve to be punished for that. Yeah, so there's yeah. that. And then um, I started another band with an ex that wasn't an ex at the time, and we wanted to call ourselves The Parkway, which was my idea. I started writing some songs, and he sat next to me on my piano bench and was like, oh, wow, this is good. I'm, let me play this with you. And I was like, I guess we can start a band. So he got some friends together, and... I was very poor at the time. I was already a single mom. And so I couldn't afford an amp. I couldn't afford equipment. I just had my guitar. And uh, his friends were like, well, she can't have equipment. We don't want her in the band. So they kicked me out of the band. And then they continued to play my songs at shows. And I remember going to one show. Should have copyrighted them. I know, right? Well, I I went to a show. And uh, after they were done playing, I got on, on the stage. And I was like, if you play my songs again without my permission, I'm going to call you out next time. I will get up here and get on the mic and then they just stop playing my songs. So at that point is when everything changed. I became a solo artist. I was like, fuck it. Like everybody's going to turn their backs on me. Everybody's going to be a jerk. I'm just going to do this on my own because I can. And I did. So I uh, gigged around Denver, played at the Black Sheep a lot. Um, I did an independent uh, records record store day. Nice. Yeah. And uh, my sisters, all my little sisters, I had made my own CDs. Um, I'm going to back backtrack a little bit sure. on how I was able to make a CD. Um, I had these friends in a band called A Novel Form, and they wanted a girl to sing on their song. And they remembered I sang. So they called me up and they were like, could you listen to this song and add a melody or something? And I was like, yeah, sure. So um, I went to their practice and I sang my part for them. They ended up changing the main part of the song to what I had come up with in my head. Um, And then I sang on that song and that song ended up being featured on an MTV show, like in the background, it was all dramatic. So I felt really good. And in exchange for me doing that, um, they said they would record my music. So they did. And shout out to a novel form. Kevin Fisher actually has moved on to be a songwriter in LA. He's written, uh, he wrote, co-wrote All Time Low's Monsters. Nice. Um, he has a side project with Jack Bearcat from All Time Low. It's called Who Hurt You? Yeah. Um, and then he also has a side band called Sweet Talker. It's just his own project. But Kevin Fisher went on to do big things. And so shout out to Kevin for that. But yeah, so had my own CDs, sold them around town, uh, gigged in Denver. People would call me and pay me or they would give me like a bar tab. Which was not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I used to do some stand-up and, yeah, bar tabs are a bad idea. Yeah. Um, after that point, I would have my friend Victor drive me to shows sometimes up in Denver that I would play. So or get wrecked and, right? and have a good show. <laughs> or my friend Tuesday and Ayana, they took me to a show one time and I had drank a little too much before and I fell asleep in the back. Oh, God. So I missed my own show and I felt really bad about that one. You should. Yeah. That's, the show must go on somewhere. I woke up in the van and I was like, are we back home? What happened? <laughs> Horrible. Being the early 20s, man. Yep. Yes. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> well, you got to learn to stop being in bands with, with 
uh, people you're dating or married right? to. Right. So. I will credit uh, a guy named Mike Stevens. So I worked at a, a bar. Um, it was a venue called 32 Blue. And I mean, Modest Mouse played there, Avenged Sevenfold, Shine Down. Like, we had a lot of people come through. Um, I was a bartender. And Mike Stevens is a local music legend. And I just looked up to him. I used to sneak out of my house when I was 17 to see his band Against Tomorrow Sky play. So like Damn. he was a huge influence to me. And I just remember him one day saying, you have such a beautiful voice. You should share it with the world. Aww. And then the rest of that other stuff happened and it all just aligned. So one time Mike asked me to play a show with him and I did. And um, that was really fun. And then it was an honor for him to ask me, can I cover one of your songs? Aww. So he brought in a full band to cover my song called Cupcakes and Candy. And uh, we got to open for Rocky Vadalato. And Man. it was a sold out show at the Sheep. It was so much fun. And then my last show I ever played was with uh, Ace Enders from the early November. And uh, Fred Mishirno from the color Fred, but he was also in taking back Sunday for a little while. Yeah. And I felt like that was a good note to leave off on. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because one thing I've noticed a lot too, working in radio, um, because I I've done like gone out and played shows, but I like making music at home and everything. And I noticed a lot of the people in radio, um, had music aspirations at yeah. least at one point, uh, probably play an instrument or at least, we're connected in some other way. And I find it interesting how radio is a good spot for people who haven't made it in the music industry, <laughs> but finding some way to still be in it. Yeah. What do you think you'd be doing if you weren't doing radio right now? Oh God. I know I it's a lot, eight years. So it's like, <laughs> this is your life now. You don't know any other life, but. I honestly would probably still be working for the county. You know, yeah. those county jobs, they pay okay. Dude, stay jobs. But they suck. It's a good thing I love radio. Yeah. <laughs> like. Oh, mandatory raises every year. Like, mm. damn, dude. <laughs> yeah, I recently got asked by my friend Victor if uh, if we could write together again. And then I have a friend, Josh, that he sent me a guitar piece and was like, listen to this. Do you think you could do anything with this? So, like, I still have, there's still interest there. Mm -hmm. um, I, I hit, like, this writer's block many years ago. And I, I decided I don't want to play guitar anymore. Yeah. And it's, it's just because it takes a lot of focus and I want to focus more on vocals. Sure. 100%. Finger calluses too. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> and I taught myself and I only learned so much and I could take lessons, but like, I feel like I probably learned some bad habits and they might be hard to get out of. Well, I've been trying to convince all of us to start an X1039 band at some point. I don't even know who else. I know Carly does something. Meredith awesome. used to play. Well, Meredith, that used to work here. She plays guitar. Yeah. I always told her we should start a girl band together. Right. Um, well, I guess then I'm <laughs> great. Thanks for leaving me out already. So. <laughs> favorite band of all time. Um, favorite band of all time. You know that answer. It's the Sundays. It's the Sundays. It's the Sundays. But uh, runner up, Rilo Kylie. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> the It's still to this day. It shook me to learn that was Pinsky from. Salute your shorts. Yeah. <laughs> just so amazing. Just feels, makes your life feel full circle, yeah. right? Well, now that we brought it full circle here, summer, always a pleasure. Well, thanks for we'll, digging into my life, man. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk again sometime. I don't know when, maybe Monday or something. So <laughs> Yeah, on the morning show. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, should probably note that, hey, Summer and I, this somehow is your first taste of our station. Yeah. I don't know why you're listening to our podcast, <laughs> but uh, Summer and I, every morning on the old morning show, 
um, get a little silly. You're, you're more serious, Summer. Sometimes. I, yeah. <laughs> sometimes. But I, I think I think my utter lack of professionalism has allowed you to open up a little bit and a little be, bit. be a little, get a little loosey-goosey in there. So, <laughs> all right. Well, hey, let's, that's it, man. Yeah. I think we talk. I'm tired of listening to you talk. So, no, just <laughs> Let me kidding. talk more about myself. This is weird where I'm not the one dropping paragraphs. So, uh, but allow me, uh, let's go back and forth on this one. Uh, let's drop this paragraph of don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Yes. And you can get it wherever you get your podcast. It's all brought to you by H&H Tire. Yep. Uh, make sure if you like it, you could share it on socials or comment when we share it. Yeah. Um, you could tell your friends about it. Uh, if anybody is a, a pilot, you could skywrite <laughs> Sky a little right. plug for us for go. our podcast. So, well, Summer, thanks for joining me here. Yeah, thanks um, for having me. Oh, yeah, you know it. So, all right, now, let's do this, man. I'm We're going to wrap up our day so we can wake up early on Monday morning. For so, real. All right, hey, thanks, everybody, for listening. <laughs> hey, everyone. I'm just doing every YouTube bit I've ever seen. Hey, everyone. Hey, hey guys. guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I snorted. Oh, this is going in the blue no. reel. <laughs> <laughs>